every one of you who confesses Jesus as Lord of the universe signs up for a significance beyond anything you ever dreamed. And I mean business men and women here, homemakers, students, to belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations. Your heart was made for this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Made for Missions podcast, where our heart is to mobilize Christians towards the Great Commission. For more information, go to my website at mikefalkenstein.com. That's Mike Falkenstein, F-A-L-K-E-N-S-T-I-N-E.com. And to find out more about our ministry projects worldwide, go to our ministry website, 18catalyst.org. Thanks for joining us. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for this, the 46th episode of the Made for Missions podcast. I am Mike Falkenstein, and I'm here again with Ken Watmore. And Ken, I think uh, in this episode, we've got a great topic. We're going to be talking about business and as mission. And you were just mentioning to me that this is actually a pretty, pretty popular topic. And I mean, in the missions world, you said there's even kind of a collective of people at your church that are kind of sharing ideas and trying to come up with best best methods and whatnot. And it's a good strategy, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. I certainly think there's, uh, you know, th- this is a really important thing for business owners to look at, especially. I mean, people in the workplace, obviously, it, it's a topic that we can all address and all talk about. But I think that, you know, small business owners, this is a powerful place for us to, to look. You know, how do we, well, we'll talk more about it as we go. That's yeah, right. I want to overshoot where we're at. No, that's fine. And yeah, of course, in, in uh, my, for my world, being one that has been directing a ministry for a number of years, you know, as it started to come around, I kind of thought I wasn't quite sure about it. But boy, seeing some of these people who have really taken the both the business side of it and the mission side of it seriously, it's a powerful platform in it. Yeah, no question about it. You, you, I think people are surprised at how much they can do through business. Yeah, that's really true. And so in this episode, yeah, we'll talk about business as mission, kind of a what is it, some good examples of business as missions, and then finally kind of some tips on how to start a business as missions enterprise, hopefully trying to be as helpful and useful as we can. And so, Ken, we'll begin with this idea of kind of what is it, and, you know, a business as mission is demonstrating what the kingdom of God is like in the context of business. And so as we do that, you know, we're engaging with the world's uh, more uh, pressing social, economic, environmental, and spiritual issues. And, you know, I would, as I sort of, as we sort of define what it is, I would want to bring out a couple of things. First of all, you know, business's mission is a profitable and sustainable business. And, and of course, from my perspective, that's important to bring out because there are some that I've known, like in China, for example, in other places who are just trying to create some kind of a front sort of business to get to have some reason, you know, to be in the country. But if you're going to do the business, you might as well do it well. And it might as well be a business that's profitable and sustainable, right? Oh, I agree. And I think that that's part of the mark sometimes of a Christian is, you know, we've talked about before how you represent yourself in, in, in essence, you're representing the Lord, right? When you mm-hmm. go to work and when you do your job, I think when you're a business leader, if you're not striving for excellence, 
then I think you're you're not fulfilling your obligation to the platform God's given you. Yeah, that's really true. Also, business is in mission is a an intent is is intentional about kingdom of God purpose and impact on people and nations. And so, so we've got kind of both of those things: the business part and the missions part. I mean, part of the what I've seen has been so effective is that the business itself then gives you a platform or a entry into people's lives and maybe even to impact nations. And so, of course, that part's important. It's also focused on holistic transformation and the multiple bottom lines of economic, social, environmental, and spiritual outcomes. And so, I mean, you want to do it all well, right? You want to have an impact in all of those areas. And a lot of times, business as mission is concerned about the world's poorest and least evangelized people. And so, and we'll talk some about that, but some of these micro enterprises that we've heard mm-hmm. about, you know, giving people kind of a hand up, yeah, is a good platform. So, yeah, I, I think uh, one of the coolest things that I've seen in the past several years is that these opportunities to go in and help start profitable business within a small community, a small village, something that helps sustain them. I mean, it gives it just opens up so many doors, right? It gives them an opportunity to work every day and it gives them an opportunity to generate income for their families and for their communities. Yeah, that's right. And so I would maybe finally, as a part of what is business's mission, bring out an important point, which, you know, it's good to mention it a couple of times, I think, you know, this idea of integration is important. This is not just ministry tacked onto business for convenience or business tacked on to ministry. Instead, the mission is worked out in and through the business, through its activities, through the products and services, and through relationships. And so, I mean, this is, you know, a true business as mission enterprise is both thoroughly a business enterprise and thoroughly a mission enterprise. And I guess for me, that's important because again, there have been times where people that I've seen have either tried to do only one or the other, but you know, Ken, this is not much different than, I mean, what you're trying to do with your own business here in Colorado, right? I mean, it's thoroughly about kingdom things and about business, right? Yeah. Yes, you get it from that perspective. No doubt about it. And I think that this, for me, it goes back to the whole, you know, I know we've talked about this, um, but, you know, that idea that, well, I can't, you know, I can't be a Christian in the workplace. Well, well are you a Christian or are you not a Christian? I mean, <laughs> you can't have it both ways. Right. You, I mean, if you if you're a Christian, then you are a Christian all the time, full time. And if you don't live out the Christian principles in your everyday business life, then you're again, you're you're failing. You're you know, you're uh, letting down the Lord, you're letting down the opportunity he's given you. I think that God specifically puts us in places or allows us to be in places that we can impact the world for Christ. And I think that when we talk about business as missions, you know, when you have a, when you have a business and you're a Christian, then the business should be overtly Christian, right? I mean, that's the way it should work. The people that you work, the people that work for you should all be able to go, yeah, my boss is a Christian. There's no question about it. His (laughs) values and principles do not stray (laughs) away from that. And and it should be identifiable. And I think that that's important. And and frankly, you know, when we look at even the, in a nonprofit world, you know, in the world that Uh you are so accustomed to, I mean, it's, that's a business too. It's just a nonprofit business, right? Yeah, that's right. So we've got to structure everything in a way that makes sense, that we're being responsible, that we're continue, like you had said, you know, we want a profitable and sustainable business. The difference in the nonprofit is just that first word, right? And that we want a sustainable business in the nonprofit yeah, world that's right. that can sustain the mission. And when we're into the for-profit world, we want a business to represent our values and principles and our Christian foundation 
as much as a nonprofit ministry would. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so, you know, Ken, as you were talking, I was just thinking about, as you know, my wife works with Chick-fil-A, as do two of my two older kids. Mm-hmm. And I think they're a good example domestically of Absolutely. that because, you know, you go to their corporate headquarters and they've got a big plaque, a big, huge plaque that has their, their company, you know, mission statement, which talks about, you know, kind of being to the, you know, this business is to the glory of God and to be, you know, a positive impact upon any, anybody that they, everybody that they come and cross with. I mean, it's just those Christian principles are pervasive from the CEO down. I mean, and from the very bottom back up again. I That's mean, right. you know, and so it's that kind of an idea that, you know, and, you know, this is an important point too, Ken, when we're talking about then going to other nations that are not maybe Christian and just being very, you know, that that pervasiveness being so clear in your, you know, in your company. Yeah. Boy, it's going to be salt and light right off the bat. Boy, you can tell those people are different. Yeah. You know, hopefully yeah, is, what right. you, is what you're going to have the, the local people saying, right? Yeah. Well, I had a, you know, as I was thinking about this, Ken, I've got a friend, uh, Tim Betch, who's a longtime friend of mine and been a donor of ours for a number of years, but really more of a great friend. And, you know, he's got a good, we just met for uh, for lunch a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, he's a great example of this, right? So he actually was working for Hewlett Packard for a number of years and had the opportunity to go to Singapore. And boy, I actually went to visit him. And he's one of these guys that really took his opportunity to work with Hewlett-Packard in Singapore as a ministry opportunity and then later was hired by a coffee company in Indonesia and again you know the platforms the opportunities for ministry that he had in Indonesia as a businessman well outweighed probably what the missionaries in that local area had in fact he told me in our lunch that he had missionaries coming to him asking for jobs as kind of a platform. Of course, the issue there was a lot of times missionaries don't have the skills needed to hire in his actual business, right? And so, boy, there's just using business as a platform for missions can just really have a profound impact. And so I know you said you've, you've run across these guys at your church. Are you hearing, have you heard some of these same kind of stories where they've just had neat opportunities to do missions as well? Yeah, no doubt about it. I, off the top of my head, I don't remember story. It's been a little while since I've talked to those guys. Oh, okay. Um, but you know, it was I was just always fascinated by their desire to try and bring people, especially in in this community. There were a bunch of small business owners and even a bunch of big business leaders, right? Some some big name people that wanted to come together and figure out how do we use our business to impact the world for Christ and in 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 a way that they would meet regularly and come up with ideas and, you know, programs and kind of intentionally right. share best practices. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, intentionally decide on how we can make a difference. Oh, okay. And I think that's probably part of it with businesses to be intentional. You know, to make that's sure exactly that, you know, right. okay, if we're gonna we're gonna do this, let's, you know, let's put are some best practices in that will represent our mission well, but also let let's intentionally decide right now. You know how we're gonna how we're gonna com- maybe it's contribute funds to a specific missions organization. Maybe it's to put together people in your company that want to go on missions and support them. So yeah, I've seen that. I you know some of the ideas that came out of that that we're gonna try and implement in the next year for 
you know, for the one of my dreams, I'll say. Oh, right. <laughs> I won't go into that, but I mean, one of the things that we want to do is we want to make it so that all of our workers have an opportunity to go on missions trips, com- right? You completely funded, mm-hmm. you know, completely funded. Uh, not not only funded to go, but also getting a paycheck while they're gone. So oh, that, right. Um, so that they have mm-hmm. no concerns at all. But our, our focus will be that they get to go experience the mission field, um, including me. Right? I want to go with them. I want to go do that. Yeah. But we we don't have to worry about okay, how am I going to raise money for that, you know, and in addition to that, what, what am I going to do when I'm gone to make money, you know? So those are concerns in my world, at least because I work in a, in a world that's in sales primarily. Right. So, you know, if I'm gone, I'm, I'm not earning. <laughs> yeah. Know, right. It works that way. Right. So, right. so I want to change that model for something that we do with, with the people who work for us. Okay. That's great. Well, Ken, let's go ahead and uh, take a quick break and uh, let our friend Tom Muller say a few words. When we come back, we'll look at the three basic types of the kind of the most common business for missions models and kind of break that down a little. And then finally, we'll have some tips on how to start a business as missions enterprise. So thanks everyone for joining us. And we'll be back here in just a minute. Hi, Tom Moeller again. I'm often stricken by the passion of the missionaries of the 1800s. They had a clear understanding of the Great Commission command and their responsibility to obey. Listen to a couple of these quotes from these missionary heroes. Hudson Taylor, the first Western missionary to go into the inland provinces of China. The Great Commission is not an option to be considered. It is a command to be obeyed. Or how about Henry Martin, missionary to India and Persia? The Spirit of Christ is the spirit of missions. The nearer we get to Him, the more intensely missionary we become. It is the same spirit that Mike Falkenstein and the Made for Missions team brings to their calling to mobilize Christians toward the Great Commission. For those who want to join Mike and the team with that same zeal, I would encourage you to visit MikeFalkenstein.com and peruse the website and join Mike and his team in mobilizing Christians toward the Great Commission. Well, Ken, um, we're having a great conversation about businesses' missions, and what I thought we'd do now, Ken, is go through these three basic types of kind of most common business for missions practices. And so the first one is kind of what we talked about originally, what I'm calling small companies begun from small loans, right? And so we're talking about, you know, many times these biz- these types of businesses are termed micro enterprise type development, you know, while other companies involve more extensive networks. So one thing I just heard about recently was in Indonesia, a guy who started a little company that was giving these micro loans to women to start a little jewelry business to get them out of prostitution. So they were both providing the loans and some basic training on you know, how to make the jewelry, and it was kind of giving them kind of a hand up, right? There's another cool example that I have in China where there was a guy who, a lot of times these are very sort of enterprising people, kind of entrepreneurial kind of, you know, big idea thinking kind of things that, hey, what could we do to help these people? But there was one where the guy just had experience in pig farming, believe Mm. it or not. And so he brought in a special kind of pig from the Netherlands that was a high quality pig that had meat and they could inseminate these pigs and then give them to the farmers. And then as the 
pigs had babies, then they were having babies, and it would you know would provide a kind of a sustainable deal for these farmers. And I can only imagine that if you're if you're if you're giving a hand up like that to people who otherwise are kind of down and out, opportunities for the gospel, I think, would be plentiful, don't you? I do. I think that's great. And what better way to than pigs, right? Field full of deliciousness. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. So, so kind of this small company started from small loans. That's one basic type of business's mission that we see. The other one kind of is on the other side, which is big capital-based companies, right? So most corporations capitalize with big dollars to reach millions in a big market. And so some of these ones, like I, I ran across this one, there's a company called AMI, started by a guy, Clem Schultz, and he started a technology manufacturer and is now also a major Asian publisher of value-based books, running 10 operations in Asia, and now employing a 1,000 people. And, and so if you have that kind of you know, capital, you know, starting something big like that obviously can also have a big impact. So this guy Clem has said that you know, we're given enormous benefits when we go to new areas. The Christian nationals in their workforce now total about 5% and represent eight nations. And so, you know, it's kind of like what we said about the Chick-fil-A deal. If you've got a big company that has kind of Christian values all the way through and you're able to employ a lot of people, again, you know, a lot of these companies too, by the way, can then also have some kind of a church that they start for their employees. Mm. You know, it's sort of like, hey, you, when you come here, we'll give you every opportunity to learn about Christ, to worship Christ, to, you know, I've got Bible studies available and that could be a cool deal, huh? Oh yeah, no doubt about it. I think that that's, I think when you create a, a niche for people to find, you know, not, I mean, to find their personal value in the dignity of working, right? Mm -hmm. I think that at the same time you create a, a community and in that community, why not have church, right? I mean, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And a lot of times these bigger companies then offer some kind of a ownership stake or, you know, stock type stake to their employees, which in places like Myanmar and, you know, Bolivia. I mean, they, just, they don't have that. No, normally people would never have that kind of an opportunity, you know, so right. it's really a, you know, a neat deal. So a subset of this company, Ken, is not actually starting a big corporation like that. But like what I mentioned with my friend, Tim Batch, you know, working for one. So I've had friends over the years that, you know, one guy was working with Subway as they were expanding the sandwich company, you know, as they were expanding to China. Of course, Starbucks, you know, they've got locations now literally all around the world, you know, working for a company like this and using that platform and that opportunity as a, a business as mission can be a pretty, pretty productive type thing, too. So and then finally, can something you might be really interested in what I'm calling outsourcing companies. So these are these are companies that, you know, outsource work to other countries. So I've got a friend in Houston that actually he and his uncle started a company as a I don't remember if they're an app developer or a, a computer software company, but they hire people in China to actually do the, you know, the real bulk of the actual programming work. And obviously, as you're outsourcing that, you know, and having those that office in the foreign country be thoroughly a, you know, a Christian enterprise. Again, you have opportunity to have an impact. There's another one I ran across as I was reading about this. There's a 
EC Group International, a guy, uh, Thomas Sudak, he employs uh, physically disabled people in India, training them in information technology. And he's, he said about it that widows, orphans, the blind, and the disabled are capable of productive work if they're given a chance. And so he started this kind of found a medical transcription niche, hiring a Christian manager in Chennai, India, capitalizing with just 150,000, which, you know, is definitely some money, but mm -hmm. it's interesting how 150,000 can start you all, essentially a whole company, you know, in India. And then he's got a clients, he's getting clients back in the US. And, you know, this really can be a, you know, a pretty cool deal. And so, you know, if you're outsourcing to other countries, you know, that uh, gives them a job, plus it gives you the opportunity to maybe have a an impact. So it's a cool model in it. Yeah. Oh, this is, it's very cool. And it is, I mean, when you think about $150,000, it seems like a huge number for somebody who is looking at under, you know, taking on a project like this. It's really so small for a small business to start. And then, and this guy obviously starting a huge business with $150,000 because he was able to do it in another country where it's a little bit yeah. easier to start. Yeah, that's right. Creative, you know, very clever. And like you said, he's employing more than 60 people around the world. Yeah, so, that's right. You know, it's not just staying in one spot either. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, so those are kind of can the kind of the three main type businesses, mission enterprises that we see. Of course, I'm sure there are others that, you know, we haven't run across. And so, uh, Ken, as we close our episode, let's give folks kind of a idea of, you know, if there are some people there that out there that have said, you know, that sounds like something I might want to look into. Uh, we've got five tips in terms of, you know, how to start a business as missions enterprise. And the first one, Ken, which I'm sure you'll agree with, is just know your business well. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't want to go into something and go, yeah, I don't really know much about that, but maybe we could do it. Or, I mean, I've had people that I've heard of who've started like a small coffee shops in uh, China as a way to, to legally be in the country. And yet they don't know the coffee business very well. Right. And, you know, you really need to know your business well first, don't you? Oh, yeah. No question about it. Doesn't matter what you do, how small or how large. If you don't know what you're getting into, then it's pointless to start. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, so know your business well. And, if, and hopefully, you know, we've got some folks that are listening who are already in a particular business and or have skills that would, that would lend well to a particular business. But definitely... If you're going to start something and it's in, a, in an industry that you're not already involved, do all your research, know it well, talk to others that are doing that kind of business already, maybe involve them, you know, do that well. The second part deals with more kind of the, you know, the ministry part or the missions part, which is prepare yourself spiritually and scripturally. Obviously, if you're if you want to use your business as a missions enterprise, you know, I guess there's a couple of things. First, if you're going to another country, there's just a lot of dynamics that you that you're going to run across that you need to really prepare yourself well spiritually for. And then being a person that knows God's word well can answer questions because obviously if you're in, you know, some of these countries that maybe they've not ever had a lot of scriptural knowledge, you know, being able to answer their questions and, you know, obviously that's important. Uh, third, Ken, is just the process of praying through where do we start this? And I guess I'm I'm calling on people to really, I mean, you might even think you know, but just still go, go to the Lord and kind of bathe that in prayer. And obviously we don't want to start anything unless we have a clear direction from the Lord, right? That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. 
So, and then fourth, do your research on local business and the need for your company or your product. And so, again, if you've not had any time in that country, you might even, you know, there are local companies almost around the world that'll help you with that. You know, that you say, yeah, I'm a, like this guy, you know, medical uh, transcription company. A, what kinds of employees could I hire in this place? In other words, is there the workforce to do the work I want them to do, you know, be in the, the local business? What are, what are the regulations there as it relates to foreigners opening companies? You know, things have changed quite a bit in China, I know, where now it's much easier than it was even 10 years ago. And so, you know, knowing all of that well is good. And I, I could just tell story after story of people who, who didn't do this part well and, uh, you know, the, the business solely on this part. I mean, they knew their business. They maybe had even lived in the in this city or in this country, but just, you know, they didn't do this very well. And we can't assume that there's a market for our business or the workforce right off the bat, right? Right. Yeah. No matter how cool we think it might be, it doesn't mean that the majority of the people agree. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And so and then finally, if you've done all of that, I would just say go because, you know, if you've kind of gone through that checklist and you've said yes, 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 and yes then my encouragement would be to go. So because there's a, a lot of people around the world without Jesus, and if you have that business and that clear calling from God on where to go, you've done your research, then I would just say go. So Ken, as we end this episode, are there any final thoughts from you in terms of business as mission? Well, um, I guess my only thoughts would be this one, you know, go through the steps like we, yes. like we talked about, but if you're, if you have a business now and, and you're a Christian business owner, leader, you know, if you have influence in a business community, um, if you're entrepreneurial in any way, I would say find a way to, you know, look at your business a little differently. If you're not doing missions work now, if you're not contributing to missions work now, then I think that you need to look at the model and see how can you make an impact? What can you do within your current existing workforce, you know, to yeah. make a difference in their life and then to help them make a difference in others. So, you know, again, this is for the platform of sharing the gospel of Christ. That's, That's what right. we're trying to do. So I do, I do think that you can take what you've got now and make slight modifications in order to impact the missions communities. Yeah, I think that's great. And I would just add to that, Ken. I would, and, well, I would just agree with you that any business that you're doing here, now we're talking about, of course, the United States, but it could be your home country, wherever you are. And you think, you know, outsourcing some of this would be good. Or you could even just take part of what you're doing and outsource it. Or, you know, and that might both save you some money and it might, you know, you might begin to have some kingdom impact. And so, yeah, I would just agree with you that, boy, there's just all kinds of opportunities. So, well, folks, we'd love to hear from you on this issue. Of course, I'm at uh, Missions Mike on Twitter. Ken is at Ken Watmore. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to get comments from you. Feel free to comment on the page on my website and We'd love to hear from you. Great to, whenever we can hear from you, from you folks. So anyway, thanks for joining us for this latest episode. And we'll look forward to having you on the, uh, with the next episode of the Made for Missions podcast. 